Hey guys, this is Love and Meets with Jamie Moore. So Jamie Moore is a sleep specialist. That's right. He talks about how many hours sleep we should be getting and we had him on the show this morning. So it turns out more than 60% of UAE residents do not get enough sleep in their day or night. That's <laughs> wild, guys. 60% of us are not getting enough sleep. And basically, Jamie Moore explains why, how you can better your sleep, what are the small hacks, tips and tricks to just, you know, get that quality sleep. And spoiler alert, it's not counting sheep. It's not, no, it's not. Um, and just basically the fundamentals of why sleep is going to make us better humans. If you want to get your fitness on track, if you want to get your eating on track, it all comes down to getting the number of hours sleep at night as you should. It's between seven and nine, by the way. Take a listen. He dishes out some real solid facts. Welcome back to the Love and Dubai show. Have you, have it, are you having a hard time hitting the hay? Well, it's not just you. 60% of you watching right now probably are sleep deprived, according to a study. So to explain the science behind it and how you can improve your sleep patterns, we are joined by sleep specialist, Jamie Moore. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Bright and early, but that's probably not an issue for you, I'm guessing. No, it's okay. I was up early this morning, <laughs> prepping ready for this. What time did you go to bed? On average, I'll probably go to bed at around 10.30. Okay. Yeah. And what time do you wake up? Between 6.30 and 7. Is that enough? Yeah. So, th- <laughs> what they, I mean, what they say is seven to nine hours is the range that they say, with sort of eight hours being the sweet spot in terms mm-hmm. of getting that quality and quantity of sleep. Um, but as you know, I think a lot of people drop below that, and hopefully today we can go through some stuff that can hopefully help them. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, we've actually asked people the number of hours that they're getting per night, so we want to get into that. But before we get there, let's learn a little bit about you. Yep. How does one become a sleep specialist? Do you sleep a lot? <laughs> you know? I, mean, I was actually thinking that. How much sleep is involved? <laughs> How yeah. much sleep is required to Doing become it. a sleep specialist? Well, I did, it sounds a bit crazy, but I did a lot of tests on myself, when even like going through my studies and stuff, because I thought, I can do all the studies and the educational stuff out there, but if I don't do it myself, I really want to experience how I can do it. And I've been someone who's always been into my training and keeping healthy and fit. So I wanted to test myself, giving myself some hours where maybe I get less than six hours, maintaining training that week and just seeing how how I react to it. And from a brain and body perspective, there are so many things that happen during that time. Um, but the also another thing that I was fascinated with when it comes to sleep is growing up, especially my sister, shout out to Lucy, she probably won't mind me saying this, but <laughs> she was she used to sleep talk. So my dad tells a great story where um, he went into her room once, like crept in to like maybe put a bag down while she was sleeping. And when he was there, she just shot up like the undertaker, just sort of shot up out of bed. And he was like looking at her and she just started like talking randomly, little conversations. And then all of a sudden she just dropped back down into bed. And my dad like scared, ran out and went back out. And so like sleep talking, dreams, all these things that encompass what we do when we are actually asleep. Um, just really got me triggered. And the older I got, the more education I did, the more I delved into it, went into it a little bit deeper. Um, I then looked at more of the sort of how it affects the brain and the body and long-term effects, short-term effects, and all these different things. So all this was for you, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's actually an interesting story. That exact same thing happened to me before, and my roommate had to tell me. I didn't realize it was a part of like your sleep patterns. We thought I was possessed. Um, <laughs> but for you... What's the one thing that you think is impacting you personally when it comes to your sleep? And how did you figure out how to like work around it? Because all of us have individual issues, right? Yeah. But how do you pinpoint what is what you're doing wrong as a person? I think regularity is a huge one, which is talked about a lot. But I think it's, it's, it's simple and so effective. And I think going to bed at around the same time within 30 minutes and waking up at the same time, 
it helps your body get into that regular rhythm, that body clock, to, uh, to make sure that your body knows when it's waking up in the morning when it's, and when it's uh, going to bed. So if you're getting that regularity, one, it means that you get to sleep quicker, but also it means you get into that deep quality sleep quicker as well, which means that when you wake up in the morning, you're feeling a lot more refreshed. So regularity would be one. Exercise would be another. I think there's so much, so much science and studies that show the benefits of exercise when it comes to, um, comes to sleep. Not, spe- not anything specific exercise, but a range of high-intensity cardio, yoga, Pilates. I always say the more range you have with your training, the better. So the, the more range you have with your exercise program, the better that can enhance your sleep as well. So there would be two. There's, there's lots more, but I think they're, they're two that I think people can take from today and hopefully put into, put into play. So if someone's watching right now and they said, I only slept four or five hours last night, and maybe we know a couple of people who say, I got four or five hours of sleep. Is that their own doing? Is that their fault? It's a tricky one because there are sleep disorders out there. You know, you look at insomnia, uh, sleep apnea, all these different things which do play a big part. But I do think that stress and anxiety plays a big part, especially in the generation we're in today, where on our phones, work, we're working later, we're, try, we're working earlier, all these things. So I do feel like there are disorders that are part of that. But I, and what I try to focus on is looking at the natural remedies of how we can how we can combat those things. So if we look at insomnia, insomnia is a... A lot of insomnia is driven by anxiety because it's that feeling of just before you go into bed, you're like, oh, God, I'm going to be in bed now. I'm not going to fall asleep. I've got too much on my mind. So I think it's important that we have things like nighttime routines to make sure we can wind down properly, which I think will help that. So I do think there are situations where you can go and get, you know, seek medical attention and things like this. But overall, there are so many natural remedies that I think is worth doing first to see if you then need to go to that. So what would a night uh, nighttime routine look like? So... I say with a night, nighttime routine, it starts around sort of two to three hours before bed. So the first one would be dim the lights. Not pure darkness, but start to dim some of the lights. So if you turn a few lights off two to three hours before bed, I can guarantee you it will give you that feeling of being sleepy. There's that hormone called melatonin. And what melatonin needs is darkness before we start triggering that feeling of going to sleep. Mm. So if you dim the lights two to three hours before bed, I can guarantee you that will help you get to sleep quicker because it will trigger that level of melatonin. Um, that would be number one. The second one is... Lights in the bathroom, which I think is an, an interesting one, where most people, if you get up in the night or if, before you're going to bed and you're going through your nighttime routine, just before you're going to bed, you're in the bathroom, you switch that light on, it's like bright lights. So it instantly triggers your brain to feel like it should be awake. So ideally, I always say, if you can have a dimmed bathroom light that you can use while you're going through your nighttime routine, that will help you trigger that melatonin as well. And the middle of the night. <laughs> For me, it's always like, I'm chilling. Like, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Does, I don't want to sound stupid, mm-hmm. but does like counting sheep help or counting backwards? It's, it's a great question. And what we see now is actually it's the complete opposite. So yeah. there's always that, there's always been that, that thing, even when I was younger, go to bed, count sheep. What that actually does, it triggers your brain, right? So technically, yeah. your brain is working where it's counting. And ideally, what you want to be doing is switching off. So what I would recommend, instead of counting sheep, think of something you've maybe done. that week that you enjoyed, whether it was a walk, allegedly walk through one of the parks in Dubai or anything where it's just more relaxing mm-hmm. or a yoga class you went to and just think about that time that you were there, that it's a more relaxing environment, something that gives you that stimulated feeling and that will help you relax a bit more instead of doing something like counting sheep where you're thinking of numbers, when's the sheep. next sheep coming, all these things. <laughs> yeah. right? That's so interesting because I heard this army technique that it's uh, 120 seconds, count backwards and do not deviate from counting backwards and you'll fall asleep within the 120 seconds. So you think concentrating too, I do this every night, you think concentrating <laughs> too hard on those numbers is actually uh, to my detriment? I think so, yeah. Personally, from what I think and what I've, what I've looked at, I, the more relaxed you are going to bed and the more you can switch off. It's the same thing with like movies, right? They say before you go to bed, if you're watching like a crazy action thriller movie, 
And that's in, and, and also you've got like a or a horror movie, for example, where your mind and your brain are so active, worrying about what's going to happen in the next the next scene. You go to bed and that feeling is still with you. So the more you can wind down and think about more relaxing stuff and things that you enjoy, then you feel better. Mm. Honestly, I feel like I'm doing everything wrong. <laughs> I was watching Citadel yesterday and I finished it. It was an hour long episode. So um, what about snoozing? Like you have like five, six, seven, eight hours of sleep. Yeah. You wake up. And you hit snooze button two or three times. How many times do we all hit the snooze button? I do it like three times. <laughs> What about oh, you? Here we go. So now I, I've learned now. As soon as I try now, by doing that, by being regular with it, by the time I wake up and by the time I go to sleep, your body clock naturally becomes consistent with it. So sometimes now I find when my alarm goes off, I'm waking up maybe five ten minutes before, which is a good sign, which means you're getting enough quality and quantity of sleep and waking up in time. Mm-hmm. problem with snoozing, like we said, is if you give your body more time to relax in bed by the time you wake up, it takes a long, a lo- a, it takes a longer time for your body to then get into a position where it starts its circadian rhythm, which is its body clock. So my recommendation is try your best not to hit the snooze. Get yourself out of bed and try and get into some sunlight. If you can get into some sunlight, that will trigger that circadian rhythm, lower your cortisol levels, the, level of the, uh, the stress hormone. And if by doing that, I guarantee you, it will start your uh, circadian rhythm. So that, that that means by the evening time, you feel you feel more tired, you feel more sleepy. So it's going to help mm-hmm. you get sleep quicker as well. So it's like those lights that light up um, their yeah, alarm clocks, and they actually so at like 6 a.m. they'll become really bright. So would you recommend maybe sleeping with no curtains because then you have the sunlight coming in from 6 a.m. Yes, yeah, so that's a great question as well because there's part of me thinks that we need blackout curtains to go to bed because a lot of people need pure darkness to get to sleep. For me, I'm a bit I'm not, I'm I don't need necessarily need pure darkness, and a lot of people don't need that, but. For example, shift workers and things like that, it's essential for them. If they've got to sleep during the day, then they need blackout curtains to make sure they get that sleep. But you're correct. So I would, you feel much better, I feel, waking up to natural light and, woke, and waking up where you see the sun coming up than waking up to that crazy alarm that we probably all have on our phones that just triggers us off. And then instantly our heart rates go up and stress anxiety can build straight away. And then we're sort of playing catch up throughout the whole day. Interesting. What about coffee? Is there? Yeah, I was going to ask, what are we night? doing wrong? <laughs> yeah. What's keeping us off? Coffee is an interesting one because there's pros and cons to coffee, right? There's, there's the pros to coffee is obviously it can give you a stimulant to make sure if you need to be more productive, if you're feeling a little bit tired, then it can give you that extra productivity to complete your work or whatever it is you're doing. The downside to coffee mainly is the timing you have it, because studies show that if you have a coffee around 12 o'clock in the afternoon. That coffee may part of that coffee will still be in your system by midnight, so it's got a 12-hour cycle. Oh. So you can imagine if you're going to bed, if you have a coffee at 12 o'clock, and there is a small percentage of coffee that's still in your system, it's essentially like having a small shot of espresso before you go to bed, which mm. you'd never do. So I always say, if you're going to have a coffee, morning time, lunch time is ideal. Try and avoid coffee any time from afternoon and evening time. There's also um, a chemical in our brain called adenosine. Adenosine is as soon as we wake up in the morning, your adenosine level starts rising, and the goal is you go through the whole day. That your your adenosine levels get as high as they can, so that then by the time you go to bed, the higher your adenosine level, the more sleepy and tired you feel, which helps you get to sleep quicker. The problem with caffeine is once that adenosine level starts, and once you have a, a, a coffee or an energy drink or whatever it is, that um, that caffeine latches onto the adenosine in your brain and stops it moving up. So it essentially puts it like on hold mm. until that caffeine then drops off. So essentially, where nighttime comes and your adenosine level should be high to feel sleepy. They're a lot lower because that caffeine is attached and onto those brain receptors in the uh, in the brain, and not allowed that adenosine level to reach where it should be, so you can fall asleep. So we're we're talking about um, 
pots keeping us up, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about uh, what we can do to actually fall asleep. But what if, like, what's actually wrong? So you said you, you looked at this yourself and you did like maybe five, six hours when yeah. you were, and then into training. Like, what's wrong with not getting five hours sleep? So with think, only getting five hours. Yeah, so I think if we break it down, you've got the brain and the body. So if we start with the brain and how that, there's two parts in the brain which we'll touch on. So the first one is the, the part in the brain called the hippocampus. And that part of the brain is essentially like the memory card. So what that does, that is the thing that during the day you store memories, learning, everything from that day to then during the night, you then save all that, that, that memory and that learning to then use it the next day and throughout life. When we fall asleep, that shuts down so it doesn't work as well. Then the other part of the brain as well, which is the key one, is the prefrontal cortex, which is the front part of your brain. And that essentially is the, the part of the brain that controls your decision-making, thought processes, emotional control, all these things. So you can imagine, if you're sleep-deprived, that part of the brain starts to shut down. So there was a study done where they took two healthy groups of individuals. They, put, they gave one a full night's sleep, and they gave one around five hours sleep or less. And they woke up in the morning, and they, gave both, they put both groups into an MRI scanner. and and showed them images to try and trigger emotions and see how the brainwaves reacted. And they found with the group that was sleep deprived of less than five hours, there was a 60% increase in their reactions to these images. So what essentially that shows is 60%, which is really high. So if you think, if you're sleep deprived, every one in two situations that you go through on a daily basis, you're probably going to deal with it the wrong way. You're going to make the wrong decision. You're going to process it the wrong way. You're going to probably deal in, you're going to deal with it in emotion a lot of the time, which then can lead, we know, once we go through in a situation like that, stress, like we said, stress increases, anxiety increases. So essentially the brain plays, plays a huge part in that as well. It's so interesting. I'm doing everything wrong. Guys. <laughs> well, I think we put so much, I guess, like time and money into probably wellness during the day. And we think about like how we want to better ourselves when actually like the basics and fundamentals of sleep are so important to improving as humans. Yep. Um, can you tell us a little bit about More Sleep, More Life series, which is your running? Of course, yeah. So, um, so again, I think once, I, once we saw that the UAE especially was so deprived of sleep, I felt like it was a great opportunity. Speaking about the body, we just spoke about, the, uh, sorry, the brain and then the body as well. From a body perspective, the immune system, We know that shuts down. We have natural killer cells in our body which sort of protect and fight against infections, disease, all these things. We know if you deprive yourself of one night's sleep, there's a reduction of 70% of your natural killer cells in the body. So that's why a lot of the time if you go on holiday or if you don't sleep well, you're jet lagged. Naturally, a lot of the time when we come back, you can sometimes pick up a cold. That's because those cells have dropped and uh, your body's less, um, less able to protect yourself against those illnesses. Wow. Exercise that like we spoke about, obviously with the background that I'm in, working in the gym, I feel like there is... We see people coming in all the time. And the, the one question I always ask clients or people that I see in the gym is, how did you sleep? Because I guarantee whatever your goal is, if you're not getting enough sleep, you won't maintain and achieve that goal. If, if your goal is to lose weight, if you've got a holiday coming up or anything like that, if you're not getting enough sleep, mm. I can guarantee you the weight that you lose, 70% of that will be lean muscle mass, not body fat. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I pause there. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, and then more sleep, more life. The reason that is really there is for all that stuff that we've just spoken about, I just feel like there's a great opportunity to try and educate the UAE on the benefits of sleep, mm-hmm. not just from a body perspective, but a brain perspective, mental health, all these things, which I'm really passionate about. So the more information I can give, I hopefully can see people take those into play and see some differences and live longer for better. Amazing. So it's a series of talks and you're kind of yeah. going around. Uh, let people know where they can find you. Yeah, so the talks are, at the moment, they're wellness talks that I'm planning. We're doing a lot of digital work with it. So these will be online very soon. Um, we, we're focusing on all things, like we said, sleep, exercise, caffeine, melatonin, dreams, mental health, lots of different topics like that. Um, the Instagram page that we're using is um, 
More Life group. So that will be on Instagram where there will be a lot of clips and educational pieces on that that people can use as well. And um, yeah, so far it's going great. I've had some really good feedback. We've got more talks to come. And I'll keep you guys updated and uh, hopefully you guys can come down for them. Amazing. Well, massive good luck. And anyone who's only gotten three or four hours sleep, this is the man to talk to, Jamie Moore. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in and dishing out that solid advice on sleep. We've learned something. I've learned a lot. I have a lot to reconsider. <laughs> and just thank you for your time. Um, I don't think it's talked about enough, but it's appreciated by everyone at the same time. No, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Guys, that is all we have time for on the Love and Dubai show. We're back with you tomorrow morning, which is Friday. Uh, see you then. <laughs> Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.